Welcome back to the Sector 4 Formula 1 podcast. It is not Keegan doing the intro today, so I don't care what time of day it is. I'm unbiased. We are doing the Canada GP recap. Woo. Keegan, what did you think of the race? Woo. Um, yeah, it was fine. Um, sh- should I just talk about the obvious thing first or should should we get into like the nuanced Let's stuff? Let's get the obvious out of the way first. Okay. What, you know, what is Max won and I'm tired of it. I feel like that was that's a given. That's definitely a given. Okay, now that we got As that out of the fan, way, I'm tired of it too. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, um, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I think like the element of like of there's a little bit of rain if I remember correctly, and that for qualifying, yeah, for qualifying, and like that made it fun. Um, the race itself was like pretty. I'd say it was better than what we've had recently. Um, there was. A lot of action, like in at various points throughout the race, that made it really fun. Um, especially at the end when you had like Stroll just dueling Botas to the finish line, and that was pretty fun. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely fun to see uh, races like racecraft like that uh, being put to the test. Um, the one thing that I will say that even though Max won, how many times did you see him on your screen? I don't think he was on much. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. So basically what we what we should be doing, there should be a podium for Max, which is winning, and then it should be two, three, four. So <laughs> that should so, be the podium, so, like the grandstand is two, three, four. So Charles Leclerc podium this race, basically. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. If you ask me, Charles Leclerc podium. Good for him. So you just put Max off to the side, drinking like his bottle of champagne. You know, like the podium memes where it's third yep. place is like just chugging it yeah that's max but he actually won yeah and then and then everybody else yeah i think that's good that's a nice little system actually um yeah, yeah i mean like i don't know it it's frustrating and like we'll get to the the max and lewis thing from today which is really funny uh in a little bit but um th- the main thing is like it's nice to see that lewis is competing again i think despite obviously him obviously dominating for so long i don't have to go into that um fernando pulling out a p2 is really cool I really like when that happens as opposed to the P3s. I just think it's nice for him. And oh, he really wanted to win that race. Hey, I forgot to tell you something. I had a dream last night. Okay. I had a dream. Okay. I had a dream that Fernando Alonso won a race. Last night I had this dream. And what track? I just want to say because we have Austria coming up this weekend. It was just, I, I don't remember what it wasn't like a specific track, it was just him winning. But Austria's coming okay. up this weekend, and I think, I think Fernando Alonso could win if my dream is correct. And if he does, let me tell you, I'm a prophet. Okay, what are we? What is today? The 29th is June 29th. Okay, I had a dream. All right, Alonso's gonna win the next race. I'm calling it now. Anyways, I'm over it now. Okay, continue. Okay, so <laughs> for the Canada recap, yeah. Thank God for another afternoon race. Yep. Uh, if you live outside of North America, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, we finished with another world champion podium. Max Fernando Lewis. How many championships is that? That's two. That's 11, 11 championships. Well, Lewis only on has what, six, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Lewis only has yeah, six. Massa took the other one. Yeah. Fernando's got two. Max was what? Three now? Two? I don't know. Can you, can you believe like. Even nowadays, after everything is like pretty much settled down, if you were to actually talk to a Lewis fan and he would tell you that he's an eight time world champion. I think it could still happen. And I think it does happen. (laughs) I'm not 
Like, I, I think there's still... I would immediately stop talking to this person. There's so much delusion there that I'd just be like, get over yourself, stop it. Like, I, I wouldn't yeah, even... I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, that conversation's like, over. You think, it's, you think it's a joke, you'd be like, you'd be like oh, that's funny, man, but, you know, get over yeah. it. It was two years ago. And he'd be like, no, seriously, it's an eight-time world champion. I'd be like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the conversation's done. Everything that you thought was relevant here is going to be out the window. Um, yeah. I, I had a thought today, and I think... Okay. I think we've talked about this before, but I, I genuinely think, and obviously I'm biased because I only started watching this season, not this season, but obviously the, the one that I'm about to talk about the 2020 season. I genuinely believe right 2020 or is it 2021 when a maximum 2020, right? No, 2021. First yeah. time. Right. Okay. Yeah. First time. I think that that season was arguably one of the best Formula One seasons in modern history. I agree. And I'm struggling so hard with like how much fun that season was to watch and everything about it. Like I just keep repeating it and then I'm just looking at the season and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just completely conked out this season. It is like I had to renew my F1 TV and part of me was literally like, What's the point? <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Do I want to watch Max win on HD? <laughs> or do I want to just stream it 40 seconds behind? I just, I'd rather stream it 40 seconds behind at this point because I'm just... There's going to be fun things that happen throughout the race, but there's not... Yeah. There hasn't really been, like, much shock this year. Like, what's been the... Has Max won, like, every race? No, Chaco won one. <laughs> all but one. Russell won one? No. No. Um, total. Max has won all but one race. You sure? Hold on. Who's won a race? Okay, hold on. 25 nine. Oh my god. Wait, hold on. Why did he get 24 points at the fourth race? Sprint. Huh? Sprint. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Um... Okay, yeah, you're so Jacob's one okay, one two or no one one. No, Jacob's one one. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, I don't know why that took me so long. Point is I don't foresee an F1 schedule for the rest of the year rest rest of the year where more than one race is won by somebody other than Max Verstappen and maybe Perez. Because Perez has also been well, awful the past few races. Monaco, so Fernando Alonso talked about this, and he said that Monaco was their best chance to win a race. Yeah. And it didn't work out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So he's not that confident in winning any, at any of the other tracks. Now, the Red Bull ring is weird. Because for whatever reason, you would just assume that, that Red Bull was just a powerhouse on that track, which they normally are very good on that track. Isn't Ferrari they usually didn't win last year on it? Ferrari won last year. Mm. won on it by a long shot. Right. So what 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 accounts for that? Like, what's the main? Why? It's a fast track that's hard on the brakes. Ew. Okay. Is the Red Bull not good on the brakes right now? Because from what I've oh, seen, no, don't get me wrong. Red Bull is still going to dominate this. Oh, okay, cool. But here's my next question: okay. Is Perez going to fall in line and start? Start acting like he's driving the fastest car on the grid. Dude, I don't know what is going on with that guy. I'm tempted to take him off my team because what, you know, what is he doing? He's brutal. Like absolutely brutal. He was a non-factor 
in the last race. Like he finished, well, he finished P6, so he wasn't like a non-factor. But when you look at everybody driving, like he can't, he's not competing. Like earlier in the season, the first two races, he was brilliant, right? Like absolutely brilliant. The first two races, great to watch. He's been falling off a ridiculous amount. And what you're seeing now is that Lewis Hamilton is making up for where Perez is faltering, right? Like, yeah, it, that's what we're seeing now. Obviously, the, the last race, Lewis finishes P3 and then we have the two Ferraris and then Perez. But it's just not good enough. And I, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's fine that he's the, the second driver and everything. And that's great. Right. But you need to be performing at a level that if Max is able to run away with these races the way that he is, there's no reason why you can't at least finish P2 every race. Like, absolutely no reason for it, right? I don't, I just genuinely don't understand. Yeah. So, I... It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with him. Like, I don't know if he's just not comfortable with the car. I don't know if he's pushing too hard or I don't know, like, what his issue is. So, here's my follow-up question then for you that, like, we've talked about a little bit. Is he in this car next year? Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, who would you take and put in his place? Right. And so, but I think that's more of a factor than than him being like good enough. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think the factor that there's nobody really to replace him with is the only reason that he's not going to get pulled out of the car. Yeah. Cause what are your options? Really? Sonoda, right? You could put Sonoda in the Red Bull, which will probably happen. Nah, I think I it'll think happen. It I don't think he's, I don't think he's good enough. Okay, so what's the alternative? As I'm putting them on my fantasy team. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the alternative though? Right? Like, are you gonna are you gonna put Ricardo in there? No, you're not. Ricardo's not going in that seat. I think they want to poach somebody. Who? But who are they gonna poach? Leclerc. Carlos Sainz. Stop it. You think he comes home? Nah, nah, nah. I don't see it happening. Think about it. He would have to be pretty pissed off with how things are going at Ferrari. I think he is. The guy who runs his own strategy every race. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. But to leave Ferrari is a big decision. Because once you leave, you're probably not going back. Yeah. Right? So, I, I don't know. I That's an interesting one. Um I don't know. I, I think only time will tell. But I think if you see Perez keep this up, like where he's not performing to the level that's expected of the Red Bull car. There is a very strong likelihood that next year he's not back in it, I think. And yeah, it's not because he's not good and it's not because he hasn't shown that he can do it. He's won a race already this season. He's shown that he can do it. Right. But the the standard is just higher. So anyways, that's my spiel on that i'm just angry about it um yeah sorry i got off track i don't know why i did that carry on (laughs) sorry ferrari yeah did pull out a normal strategy they did and it worked they didn't they didn't and, fuck and up. They, they had me in the first half because i was like why are they sticking with the mediums for something like why didn't they just put out the safety car yeah. and then halfway through the race you're like oh my god these guys are genius <laughs> they actually did something smart <laughs> right yeah so it, it it really put the ferraris um 
they didn't have like they didn't have amazing pace, but they had they didn't have good one lap pace, but they had really good race pace with their tire strategy. So, you know, good for them. They actually did something um, promising for once. Perez with a disappointing P6. Again, we just talked about that. I have no idea what his issue is. Amazing drive from Albon and P7 who really bet on his tires early on. You know, Albon is going to be taking over Perez's title of the tire defender and tire king because how many times does that guy just get put on a stint (laughs) forgot about (laughs) They just go, all right, you're going to be on this tire. And then 40 laps in, the Williams strategy team's like, oh, shit, <laughs> I forgot to pit him. <laughs> yeah, he, you think you think he like he would be getting like a prime strategy because Sargent was out of the race so quickly. But no, they just stick him on the tires and like, oh, whatever. But with that thin rear wing, the Williams was just so quick in the straights and they were kind of untouchable. Yeah, he was really able to manage so it well. It definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He was able to manage it well. It was definitely keeping him from getting passed down the straights, which was kind of the main passing zone. Yeah. Um. Ocon with a P8. It's all right. The Alpine's kind of up and down. You know, like some races, some tracks, the Alpine is really good. Some some tracks are terrible. Well, think about too with this race, like Gasly would have been a lot higher if not for the incident in qualifying. If you remember that where he got held up like significantly and so he couldn't start a new lap or he couldn't finish his really strong lap. By Carlos Sainz. Yeah. So, Um, I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good P8 for Ocon, but also I thought he should have been, uh, black and orange flagged uh for the wing yeah for that rear wing oh my goodness i'm surprised that thing was like almost <laughs> and, and i off. saw that too like in the cameras i was like that's not normal <laughs> i don't think it's supposed and to then be who that. was it behind him was it russell was it russell that was stuck behind him um or norris i think that was like what's up with the rear wing <laughs> yeah it was norris because norris was having a great race we can get to that in a second too but norris was complaining about it yeah yeah yeah, Stroll pulling out a P9 by sneaking past Botas at the very last second. We talked about that. Always love to see that kind of stuff. It's awesome. But wasn't he wasn't he helped out by a penalty? So Lando had a Lando was P9 and Botas was P10. But like to the line, Lance <laughs> beat out Botas, so he took the P10, but because of Norris's five second penalty, he dropped down. Yeah, he got promoted they both to P9. finished in the points. Um, yeah, so Botas rounds it out with P10. Yeah, but if Norris didn't have the penalty, that would have been like a pretty sneaky steal from Stroll. Like just yeah. last second, because that thing, obviously we know in straight line is a rocket, um, even if Lance Stroll is driving the car. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty fun to see, like literally at the like at the line, he pulled past him, which was awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the last time we saw that was Botas and Ocon and Jetta. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. That was really fun. But yeah, Those are always fun to see. It was a good way to end the race where um, like it wasn't just watching Max cruise around the track. So that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> like the last couple of races have been like waiting until, um, you know, like you get like two thirds away through the race and you're like, OK, that's the finishing order. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Sergeant had to retire the car on lap seven due to a critical failure. Um, definitely took an L for Williams. You know, it sucks to kind of retire on um, kind of close to your home race. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the issue was with the car, but obviously you just kind of ground to a halt. I think it's in the perfect spot at that. Yeah. Um, Russell absolutely destroys the car on the wall on lap 12. That was hilarious to watch. Um, It's it's about time that he ruins his own race instead of somebody else's for a change. (laughs) Brings it back to the pits. Somehow they get the car back on the road. Somehow eventually has to retire due to damage. Thank God the guy should not have been allowed to bring that car back out, which is something that like comes up so often, like especially when Alonzo brought his car back out after that incident with Stroll and Coda. Yep last year it's one of those things where it's like i think there needs to be somebody that just makes the call and like sees it especially because he pulled back out on the track and they're like how is it george and he says yeah it's a little bit crooked but i'll manage yeah 
if it's a little bit crooked, you're a safety hazard. Like that's just fundamentally. That, that's wrong. what I mean. So there should be somebody that that could like do a little bit of an analysis and see that kind of incident or crash or shunt or whatever and be like, no, you are not taking that car back out. Yeah, because I mean, you have to on one hand, like you want to give it to the the mechanics because like the fact that they got the car back out, like, holy shit, good for them. Like, that's, you know, super impressive. But at the same time, at what point is it? OK, this car is well past what it's going to be able to actually do. And if we put it back out, we know there's probably going to be something else that goes wrong. So why do it? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Th- and they had to retire anyway, so it wasn't worth it at the end of the day. Yep. Uh, we saw a lot of unsafe and I'm putting parentheses on this unsafe releases into the pits. Um, the one with, um, Alonzo and Hamilton was pretty funny because Alonzo was just jerking the wheel, making it look worse than it is. That one, that one was just close. Yeah. But there's like, like there's two or three unsafe? more. Yeah, it looked unsafe. But like when you actually when you look at Alonzo's cam, he didn't he didn't hit the brakes. No. No. And then who was the other one? It was Norris on somebody, I think, I, for an unsafe release. There was a Norris one. I think that's why he got the penalty because he was. No, he got the unpenalty for dri- for unsportsmanlike behavior, for driving too slowly under the VSC. That's really Trying funny. to set up the double stack. They're literally just making up penalties now for people. If you suck, you just get a made up penalty. <laughs> that's. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just focusing on Norris this year. They're just making it a terrible season for him, just like they did with Magnuson and his meatball flags last year. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, um, like that was interesting, too. Like the because, I mean, that five second penalty ultimately ended up costing him. Um, a top 10 finish and I thought that he earned yep. it dude if you watch back the highlights like I'd say half of that highlight reel was just Norris overtaking was Norris passing people yeah. yeah he was so confident on the brakes yeah. so confident on the brakes really good drive from him yeah um sucks that he lost it over something stupid like that yeah um speaking of something stupid DeVries <laughs> that guy's done man there's no way he comes back there's no way he comes back unnecessary. I could, I could definitely like, see if he, so I think if he just shits the bed over the next couple of races, he's out, he's out come summer break. Yeah. But, and Ricardo takes his place. But you think regardless, he's done. I think we're, I think regardless, he's done for next year. Okay. Why do you think that Ricardo will take that seat and not Liam Lawson? Because I think they would just rather put Ricardo in the seat. That's it. They would just rather put Ricardo in the seat. They they need somebody with experience to actually like help Yuki even more. Okay. They don't need two rookies in the car. So, but here's my issue. I, well, I wouldn't consider Sonoda a rookie at this point. Like it's been like four years. But regardless, it has not been four years. Dude, it has been like four years. Hold on. What did Yuki? You're saying that he joined the grid in 2019? I believe he joined in 2019. Oh, no, it was 2021. My bad. Wow. Dude, I <laughs> thought he's been a part of the, the uh, F1 experience for way longer than that. Anyways. All right. My bad. No. Um, <laughs> so, OK, I was an idiot there. So, yeah, he's still a rookie. Um, but OK, you're Red Bull Racing. OK, you're a okay. team that over the past 15 years has been renowned for its ability to like refine young drivers right like half the grid was in red both program at one point <clears throat> young driver singular max Verstappen. so basically other than <laughs> but i mean carlos like if you look at carlos if you look at pierre if you look at daniel yeah not there anymore 
not there anymore. It's, it's not there anymore. Shut up. So, they didn't refine shit. Bro. Anyways, <laughs> fine. Maybe you're right. But I just think it would be better to put a rookie in there because the alphatory doesn't mean anything. I mean, actually, there's some news that we're going to touch on in a little bit, but I don't know. I, I don't see why you put Ricardo, but I also would like to see him there. So that would make me happy, too. Because if OK, if you are the sister team that gets way less budget, you want somebody who actually knows how to drive the car in the car and has F1 experience so that you're not just putting another Nikita Maspin in the car and he's just crashing every two races. Yeah, it's a fair point. You know, you need somebody reliable that's not that's going to pay back his worth. Yeah. So can can, can we skip down to the the Alfatori news that I have then? Because I think it relates. It can is that can we do that? Helmet Marco says. Yep. Alfatori will have two new leaders in 2024. Lauren Mikey's and Peter Bayer. <laughs> There will be new sponsors and a new name. The orientation is clear. Follow Red Bull Racing as far as regulations allow. Own designs are the wrong way to go. Isn't that interesting? They're basically saying... What do you think the new name is going to be? So when they switch from Toro Rosso, they should just go back to Toro Rosso. Um, when they switched from Toro Rosso, they were like, okay, we'll try and do something separate. That was a stupid idea. Why did you do that in the first place? Yeah. Like... I don't know why they haven't been doing this all along. Like, obviously, yeah, there's the entire grid is a Red Bull powertrain sandwich. Pretty much. You have the best car. Like, if you're Helmet Marco, tell me why you have the best car on the grid and the worst car on the grid. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, just just copy them as much as you can. Literally, Aston Martin went in and went, hmm, we can copy Red Bull and they don't even have access to their factory, bro. Like, what? <laughs> That's, yeah. Why are you not just doing everything you can? To let that succeed, right? So, and I get it. You have to, you have to design stuff on your own. It can't just be a carbon copy. You guys work essentially. I get it. You know, one, you know, one works in uh, in Great Britain, the other one works in Italy. Italy. You guys share like everything. How are they? Why don't so you just different? say that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how are they? So, how are they so different? Why does Red Bull figure everything out and Alfatori seems to just do everything wrong? Yeah. But that could also be a case too, right? Like if you're, if they are going with more of a copy. Red Bull, because I assume they've already started designing next year's car. I assume because, I mean, they don't yeah. have anything to fight for anyways. Right. Like if that's a case where Nick DeVries is out of the car, Ricardo's in. If you put up a competitive car with Ricardo and Sonoda in them, like they may genuinely be able to fight for middle of the pack next year. I think so. Yeah. Or like best of the rest. Right. Like that's a case where like you have an experienced driver, a younger driver. If you give them good machinery, I'm sure they can probably do something. Right. Like that's I mean, I'm just, you know, shooting the shit there. But yeah. But also, if you have this happening next year, then you're going to have more of Lewis Hamilton complaining. Um, I don't know if you <laughs> like how much you saw this earlier, but I, I tried to put as much of it here as I could. So today. Lewis Hamilton says the FIA should introduce a new rule on car development amid Red Bull's domination of F1 in 2023. So he's basically complaining you, <laughs> that they're too dominant and that it's not good for the sport. And obviously headlines are just one thing. He goes on to say that, like, you know, obviously I was lucky and I had that. But like, it's not good for the sport going forward if it keeps happening. And fair enough. <laughs> but thanks for staff and responded with life is unfair and that. I didn't hear him say this when he won titles all these years, did I? This is how Formula One works. So, yeah, 
I, I think it is interesting because you're going to get more complaining from all the other teams if Red Bull does have like some parody with their other car next year. But also F1's been like this forever. Yeah. Just like go back, name the Okay, so right now I know we did this Red the other episode. Dominance. Right before Mercedes dominance. Right before Michael Schumacher dominance. Right before then there was that brief little Mika Hacken and McLaren dominance. And then you go back, then there was like late nineties, there was a Williams dominance. Yep. Then you go back to early early nineties, late eighties, McLaren Honda, completely dominant. Like there's always dominant yeah. seasons. It's just Williams. how it's gonna work. Somebody's gonna figure it out. Yeah, there's always gonna be a car that's gonna be the fastest. There's always gonna be a car that's gonna be the slowest. Yeah, and we've like we've talked about this at length too like it's not like a new a new thing does it suck yeah yeah it kind of does suck a little bit i'm not gonna lie honestly here's my hot take about it if you can't get over it go watch formula 2 where it's all equal machinery there you go that's it fun go watch formula 2 and then tell me how fucking boring it is (laughs) you're right listen so here's my here's my other not issue. I don't know if it's it's really even an issue. If let's say we're two years down the line. Okay. Let's just hypothetically, let's picture it's it's June of 2025. All right. And a report comes out saying that Red Bull was in fact cheating. What do you do? Okay. What like what do you do? I I delete the video of me screaming at the top of my lungs when Max Verstappen won his first title. Do you then lay claim to the fact that Lewis Hamilton is indeed an eight-time? Nope. <laughs> no, 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 Because if they're not going to give the title back to Massa, then they're not going to take the title away no. from, from Max. I just think it would be. I'm not saying that's the case, and I don't think they're cheating. I just think they figured something else, or they figured something out that other teams did. That's like just yeah. that's all it is. And they also have like probably someone who will go down as one of the greatest drivers in F1 history because he's just that good, right? No, but let's. I want to talk about that for a minute. Okay. Max Verstappen was saying that it's nice to win, and getting another championship is getting another championship. But that's not something that's going to keep him in F1. No, he's going to... I told you this. He's going to leave. I said he's going to leave. Yeah. He wants to be an overall winner. That guy's going to go for the triple crown. That guy's going to go win Le Mans. He's probably going to even have a fucking IndyCar stint just for the hell of it. But that guy just wants to race, period. But he doesn't want to... Like, he doesn't want this. You know what I mean? Like, he... the, The same way that Lewis Hamilton... Like, obviously, Lewis likes winning and all that. But, like, do you think that Lewis seriously wants to just run away from the pack all the time? Or that he wanted that when he was winning? Fuck no. They don't. They want to race competitively and earn it. And I'm not saying they're not... I'm not saying they're not earning it by the way that they're winning now. But they want it to be close racing. Right? Like, and they want to earn it on merit. So, I just, like... I don't know. I don't know what the next few years looks like. Because I think, like... I genuinely believe Max will get to four four titles and then go. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. I'm done. Uh, if he keeps up, if he keeps up his um, winning spree, I think by the end of this season he could be top three for most wins. Is it really? Yeah. F1 all time wins. Let's see. This is by driver. So Lewis obviously has the most. We know that 103. Schumacher's got 91. Seb has 53. Prost has 51. Senna has 41. So he's currently tied with Senna right now. We did know that. Yep. If he won every race by the... 
If he won the rest of the races in this season, he would top he Sebastian Vettel. No, he would top Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. I think he'll. I think the way that things are going, he'll be Prost. He might tie Sebastian Vettel by the end. Yeah, I think he takes Prost for sure. But like, that's what I mean, right? Like, Max would have to go because Lewis will still be in the sport for a couple of years, two to three years. Okay, Max will have to keep up this pace for like five, four to five years to top Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I don't think but he's young. I don't think Max cares enough. No, I don't think I, don't so think, I think he gets to thir- like he gets the third on that list. He goes, okay, Lewis is the best of all time. Sure. Got it. No problem. And then Michael Schumacher and he goes, yeah, it's good enough. Nobody's catching Max Verstappen <laughs> after that. Like it's going to take years, man. Like, yeah, Fernando, God bless his soul. He will remain seventh. You know, like that's just he's going to remain seventh. It's yeah. Who's still on the grid that's even on this list? Let me go down. Okay, Botas is tied for 31st with 10. Ricardo's got eight and he's tied for 37th. Like nobody on the grid is ever catching them. I Well, I don't want to say that. You don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that'll be enough for him. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, What else we got? What else do we have here? Because I don't want to beat this into the bush. Um, oh, Norris got robbed again. Yeah, what is with that? You guy? remember when he got mugged at the uh, after the final two years ago, and the, so like someone stole his I watch do. and everything. So they were uh, yep. they were on holiday in Marbella, Marbella, and they went out for dinner and like the villa that they were staying in got robbed. <laughs> Talk about shit luck. Yeah, what a guy! What a guy, eh? Um. On the topic of Norris, he's also running an upgrade. New side pods uh, for Austria. Piastri is not. Piastri is running the old spec. So It's always funny to me when they do that, when they just give one car the upgrades. It's smart, though, because then it's like you can see the direct comparison, right? So, yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, not really much surprising there. Um, Sucks to be the driver that they're like, yeah, we're not giving you the upgrade. And you're like, oh. yeah, but I mean, you can understand it every time. Like Piastri's not going to be like, what? Why wouldn't you give me the upgrade? He's going to go. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty straightforward, yeah. right? So um, only other change that I found um, in Q3 of the sprint shootout qualifying used soft tires can now be used to prevent a driver from not starting due to a lack of a new set. So before there was a, the last sprint race, two drivers were unable to run because they didn't have a new set of tires. They only had a used yeah. set. Now that's not going to be a problem. So that was also changed for this race, which is pretty cool. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, Austria, Steven, I'm sticking with my prediction. I had a dream. All right. And I think Fernando Alonso is going to win because he was, he won in my dream last night. I think something happens to Max Verstappen this weekend. You do mechanical yeah. failure or I someone think, runs into him. I think mechanical failure. Ooh, he's due. Actually, I think I'm just going to go with I'm just going to go with any like some type of mechanical DNF. Oh, it's so you're going full DNF. Yep, mm. I'm going full DNF. I want maximum chaos. And so I want Fernando to win the race and then I want a Ferrari double podium. Or one of two things. Max DNF or a Mercedes hits him into turn four as per traditions. Uh, A Mercedes 
Come on, Steve. We both know we're talking about George Russell. You can just say it. <laughs> the Mercedes of George Russell hits him in a turn four. Ruins his race. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, who's the surprise this weekend? My pick's McLaren. I was also going to say McLaren. Mm. I think they found some pace in Canada. I think they're going to, if they, since they've obviously figured out their braking, yeah. Norris, if Norris is as confident on the brakes this time around, I think they'll have a good outing. Mm. Who wins sprint? Probably still Max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and you know, I enjoy the sprint. I, I hate it <laughs> in principle. I like watching it. I just like watching a race on Saturday. Yeah, I just like Ooh, more race. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, but now that the sprint is just useless because it's just for points and it's not about the actual starting grid on uh, Sunday, yep. I don't care about yeah. it. It's just nice to watch a race. I go, cargo vroom, and then that makes me happy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that feels good. Uh, I like Austria. I think it's one of my favorite tracks. Uh, it's just simple. There's nothing crazy about it. And it's just a lot of fun. It, the problem, I think the problem you're going to see this time is it's not going to be that interesting because it's going to be a, it's going to be kind of like it was in Canada. Huge DRS train. Yeah. Because there's not, there's honestly not a lot of good opportunities to pass in Austria. It's a really long, somewhat straight track with a lot of tight, like decreasing radius corners mm -hmm. that are not good for passing. That's true. I do think it'll be interesting to see what that looks like in terms of incidents, though, because you do have a couple corners. Like, is it turn this turn one, turn two? Is it turn three that I'm thinking of is like the the like the full loop? Because turn one's just like off the start, then it goes all the yeah. way up, 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 up to that. The second gear turn and that's turn two, correct? Where you have to like no, it's technically turn three. Oh, because the little like blip in the the little bend counts as a turn. Interesting. Okay, so turn so three. So like so so remember because turn four is where all the incidents always happen because yes. everybody dive bombs into it, and then right before that, that's that's kind of the passing, the pass like the dive bomb corner, which is turn three. Right. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. So I think you're gonna see turn three and turn four be problems, and that's where the yeah. DRS trains is like someone's gonna get too ballsy. And it's going to cause some major incidents. And I like I think that's the fun part about this track is that like you can, yeah. if you get too ballsy, it can just it can screw you. So but especially because it's a double DRS zone, too. Yeah, it's DRS zone into a DRS zone. That's so. true. I think it'll be good. I'm really excited for it. Um, I again really like this track. So pretty stoked. Um, I think I kind of we got most of the stuff for news. So I don't think there's anything too pressing otherwise. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts, Steve? What else we got? Feeling good? Feeling good. Okay, cool. In that case. Oh, no, you got to close it off. I, I'm not I'm not running the show today. I can't. In that case, thank you for listening to another episode of Sector 4. Make sure to tune in next week whenever we decide to record it again and talk about how much of a shit show it was to watch Fernando Alonso win the Austrian Grand Prix. Woo! Yeah, good man. Nice. Take care. Thank you for listening. Bye.